Step aside, Siri. Here comes Facebook on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you here from Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. And I am joined today by the formidable Dylan Lewis. How are you today? I love the adjective change up there, Sean. That was awesome. I'm going to keep rolling with it, man. I bought a thesaurus. (laughs) I'm just going to keep rolling. (laughs) That's great. Um, So you excited for Pizza Day? Very excited for Pizza Day. Uh, Best day of the month. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't know, and just to make our listeners jealous, um, The Fool is a wonderful place to work. Maybe you saw that we were ranked one of the top places to work in America. And once a month on the last, last, Friday, last of the month, Friday of the month, last Friday of the month, they give us a giant pizza party, just yep. like, you know, when you're in second grade. Yeah. And today is the last Friday of the month, and we are so excited. Got anyway. to make sure we get the podcast over with before the pizza comes. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's a lovely. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, we got to hurry. Um, so, uh, with that, let's dive right in. Um, and as I said in my intro, Facebook has some uh, schemes regarding a competitor for Siri mm-hmm. um, called M. M, yes. Very, M is James Bond's boss in the James Bond series. I'm like, yes. okay, is that what they're going for? Are they going to give me secret missions? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, a lot of the tech outlets had speculated. It was like, was it M with Bond? Was it Money Penny? Like, right. Like, <laughs> you know. who, who's M? Uh, <laughs> Facebook said it's just M for Messenger, which is so boring. So unoriginal and boring. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like... It sounds like something Microsoft would do. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be an homage to something they just don't want to cop to it yet. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, they released M for beta test. Um, and when you say that, do you mean to 10,000 random selected buddies, to uh, Mark Zuckerberg's mom? From like, what I saw, it was about a couple hundred people in the Bay Area. So okay. very limited okay. um, output. But uh, basically, M is a personal digital assistant. Uh, it's going to be nested inside the Messenger app. And uh, it's going to complete tasks, find information for folks. Um, it's going to be powered by artificial intelligence. And uh, there's also going to be a human element of it that will help train and kind of modify, help the system learn. How does that compare to what Siri does right now? Because I am regularly impressed with Siri. Yeah. I don't use her I don't use it enough. Yeah. I think a lot of iPhone users are actually very frustrated with Siri. Um I think Siri's great within the iPhone and the iOS uh, and on app. Wi-Fi. Yeah, and well, but but, <laughs> but but everything that is like native to the device. You know, so everything that Apple controls. So right. like if you're like remind me to do this later you know, it syncs up with the reminder app that Apple controls. Whereas I I think Siri struggles when there's more, uh, I don't know, there's more gray area with what you're searching for. More nuance, Or or there needs to be some context. In her defense, though, she does know the meaning of life. She does. Which is to ask questions like that. (laughs) Or or she'll give you a smart alecky answer. Right, which I also appreciate. (laughs) Um, And in a blog post, uh, Facebook's head of messaging products, David Marcus, uh, just kind of explained what the product's oriented towards and some of the differences between what's available right now in the marketplace. Uh, so unlike other AI-based services in the market, M can actually complete tasks on your behalf. Uh, it can purchase items, get gifts delivered to your loved ones, book restaurants, travel arrangements, appointments, and way more. That is highly interesting. Yeah. Does that link well with the Amazon one-click purchase? Because like, that also makes me nervous because there's a security concern there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that side of things, and I think something that you're seeing within uh, the tech place and you know what all these different companies are offering, You know, so Amazon also has their own, their own home assistant. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is going to take <laughs> this lying down. <laughs> but, but their home assistant... Yeah, the Echo, yes, right? Yeah. Is, ...is very oriented towards helping you make purchases, you know, which aligns with their platform. Uh, series is, I, you know, I, I think it's keeping you 
on the iPhone and right. you know integrating the other apps that are available and just having a better operating experience using the phone. Uh, Facebook's, it seems, is going to be a monetization effort. Wow. And, and I think they obviously won't charge you. So no. how's that going to work? Well, so I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to be charging the end user. Or if they do, it'll this be kind will, of hidden within the cost. Of this using will lend itself to kind of a Facebook payment-y, we'll take one percent kind of a thing, like or? a commission-based kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And and their comments so far have said you know there aren't going to be any charges. I mean, like they they're in beta, so like they can't really do much right now. Right. But uh, that seems to be the clearest way uh, for them to be monetizing this. Um, and you look at the kind of things that they're doing. Restaurants, travel plans; those are the kind of things that commissions are spent. Are spent right. On. So, yeah, totally makes sense. Okay, so what's going on with Google now? Because I see that um, they're working on something. It's more predictive of your habits. <laughs> are they trying to win some kind of AI type search thing? Like, are they trying to get in? Because I noticed the Facebook search bar; they're starting to reach out into the internet a little bit. Yeah, and with all these platforms, you have to keep in mind what they're leveraging to get you your results. Got so, and, and part of what Google's doing with Google Now um, is keeping you on their search platform and keeping right. them keeping you in a place that they can collect data on you. Right, which, which so they is, can sell me more shirts. Well, because which that's, is their goal for me. <laughs> but that's where the magic is, you know. Right. And um, and with Facebook M, it sounds more like it's going to learn from your interactions and learn from your messenger interactions. Right. Um, and the interesting thing about Facebook M is it will not have access to your Facebook, uh, the other app, because they did separate it yes. a while ago. So, so the apps are separate, and I think a lot of people were wondering, you know, how are they going to monetize Messenger? Um, and also, how are they going to monetize the property WhatsApp that they purchased? Right, and that was my next question. Why, why are they doing this? Will they finally use it for WhatsApp? Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal there? Because we had many a joke at WhatsApp's expense. Yeah. Or and, the acquisition's expense, Well, yeah, Very pricey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put a lot of goodwill on the balance sheet for Facebook. But, um, but I, think, I think the clear takeaway when you see moves like this is just, this is going to be their best effort to monetize. I don't really know how else they do it. Right. You know, because I don't think people are going to be willing to pay to use a messaging service, especially one that... There's know, lots of free ones. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are so many free ones. And, you know, we joked before the show, like... If someone messages me on Facebook, I might get back to them right away. But if someone texts me, I'm going to get back to them right away. Right. And, you know, like we, we have the luxury of being where there's cellular data and we're not relying on messenger services for our primary communications. But the places where people are more reliant on WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger are also not the best places to be monetizing. Right. So they need a solution that works for the high-value users that they have. And I think this is it right now. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Before we move on, I want to make all of our listeners aware of a very special offer for all industry-focused listeners. If you found this discussion informative and you're looking for more foolish stock ideas, Stock Advisor may be the service for you. It is our flagship newsletter started more than 10 years ago by Motley Fool co-founders Tom and David Gardner. We're offering the lowest price out there for all of our industry-focused listeners. It is $129 for a two-year subscription to Stock Advisor. You'll get two stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And moving on, uh, if you're just joining us, I'm here with the uh, the awesome, the well-respected <laughs> Dylan Lewis. And uh, we also wanted to provide our listeners with a wearables update. Um, yes. Fitbit just had their IPO. We keep making fun of the Apple Watch and the lack of data we have on it. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on, Dylan? So uh, Q2 wearables data from IDC, that's International Data Corp., uh, one of the world's best-known market intelligence firms, uh, recently dropped. Uh, it was August 27th. And uh, there's quite a bit to dig into there. What are they telling us? Because... 
Are, are they giving us more than Apple is? Yes. <laughs> yes, we're not stuck in this opaque, like, oh, there was a big revenue contribution. It was more Mother. than 100%. Like, but it beat our internal projections. <laughs> but it beat, yeah, like, and just trying to sift through that. Um, IDC is nice enough to give us some hard unit data, which is fantastic. Did they have, inter- in, did they have internal projections? <laughs> <laughs> and they beat them. And they beat them, yeah. Um, so... Perhaps not surprisingly, uh, the top vendor in the wearable space, Fitbit, uh, the reigning champ from a year ago, and they shipped 4.4 million units, giving them a market share of 24.3%. Um, I think people were Which mo- is pretty sizable. Pretty sizable, but actually a drop from where they were a year ago. Um, in terms of market share. Yes. Right. Um, so they were up uh, 1.7 million uh, from Q2 of 2014. But they had a market share of thirty percent. Oh wow! At the time. A little bit of a drop, yeah. Yeah, so a decent drop, and I think that's mostly attributable to Apple entering the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at what Apple did, and it's kind of nice to have these numbers, like we talked about. Apple's been really vague with what's right. going on in the Apple Watch line, uh, and IDC estimates that Apple Watch shipments uh, came in around three point six million for the quarter. That is interesting, because what did we guess before? Yeah, the back of the envelope math we did, um, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago, said it was probably somewhere in like the two and a half million range, two point seven five. Yeah, range. so it's a little bit higher. Yeah, um, and I'm actually starting to wonder if Apple Watch's shipments are actually going to improve because, um, and in relation to our CG show that I did with Vincent Shen on Tuesday, mm-hmm. our listeners should check that out if they're curious. Um, have the show was out about how Best Buy is rocking it, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And uh, the CEO in the conference call really talked up the Apple Watch mm-hmm. and noted how he's planning to roll it out to every single store by Christmas this season. Yeah. And uh, for context, Best Buy is going with a store within the store right. option. And they've got a little Apple store, and you can go in there and play it much like a Apple store. Mm-hmm. Um, it's considerably less crowded, but that, you know, cross your fingers. Um, so uh, I'm totally wishing. What's going on with <laughs> Xiaomi? Xiaomi? Yeah. So, so I think the two big winners. How do you say that? Uh, Xiaomi. <laughs> Xiaomi. Okay. Uh, two, the two big winners in the wearable space. From this data release are Apple, uh, just because I think people are surprised by the unit shipment, right? Um, and Xiaomi. Uh, so they posted 3.1 million units in Q2, which is good for third place and 17% of the global market, right? And again, they don't have a comp from a year ago because they weren't shipping. Garmin and Samsung are, uh, yeah, they're really stinking up the joint. <laughs> so, so the clear losers here, uh, Garmin. So they showed 40% growth, but that only means 200,000 units. And this is a space that experienced over 220% year-over-year growth. Right. So and Garmin's desperately trying to replace their GPS business, which mm-hmm. has got... I like my Waze app. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Samsung, you know, you look at the success Apple has, and you think, all right, this is a great space for big tech to be coming in. And I think they're the biggest loser by far. They posted losses in both market share and shipment volume and slipped to fifth on the list. Wow. Yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> so, so those are the clear losers. You look at the bottom of the list, but I think Fitbit needs to be reasonably worried as well. Um, so, those are impressive numbers. You know, four point four million units up from one point seven million units the year before. Good for like one hundred and sixty percent growth. But their price point is like fifty dollars to like two hundred fifty dollars. Right. And one of our coworkers uh, noted yesterday because I was talking about how um, multiple friends of mine I didn't know and I wouldn't expect them to be uh, Fitbit uh, aficionados. They love it. But yeah. he's like, so do I. But I'd recommend the fifty dollars one. You can the battery. It's a it's a watch battery. It lasts mm-hmm. six months. The bigger ones you got to recharge all the time. You can lose steps and stuff. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get rich selling fifty dollars little watch battery things. Like, <laughs> and I, I think one of the other things that's concerning is so you look at their price points fifty dollars to two hundred fifty dollars, and I think one of the big arguments that I've seen that Fitbit and uh, like a premium product like the Apple Watch can coexist is that you have two different types of users, right? Mm-hmm. You have people that want a really 
advanced device that syncs up with their smartphone, and you want you know something that's a little bit simpler that you can just wear on your wrist. And um, the fact that they were able to t- Apple was able to take that much market share instantly at a three hundred and fifty base price point yeah. is pretty damning. Right. Uh, I, I think that's something you have to be worried about. And then they're not even really protected on the low side because Xiaomi is coming in with extremely low price products. And it could. And that's what I was going to say when you were talking about Samsung. I mean, it's very easy for a big tech company to come in here and just crush the margins out of everybody because they don't care. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of amazing that they haven't. Um, you know, Wait a while. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think another thing really worth mentioning with this uh, data release is IDC also does a breakout of what they call smart wearables. And so these are devices that are capable of installing third-party apps. Okay. Like the Apple Watch. I was about to say, we're talking about the iWatch. Yeah, and so that's where we differentiate between something like Fitbit and the Apple Watch, uh, you know, where it comes with the, the ability the to Fitbit download. The Fitbit has, like, correct me wrong, two, three uses. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Apple owns, according to IDC, two-thirds of the shipments from smart yeah, I was wearables. Trying to think, I was like, Samsung has a watch, so is that them? Yeah, like- <laughs> and it, it's like it's like Samsung or Pebble, or, you know, right, like, like yeah. those those kind of products. And so, um, you know, they're they're making a big big bite here out of right. the broader wearables con- uh, category, but they're also owning the more tech heavy one. So, how did the market react to this news? Because Fitbit had their IPO recently. These numbers will not affect Apple much at all because they have. $200 billion in cash, but what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was a rough week for tech in general. <laughs> That's for yeah. other reasons. <laughs> yeah, but so so it was rough, and uh, we started to see that rally, you know. Yeah, um, yesterday it was crazy. And unfortunately... Up, down, no, up more. <laughs> unfortunately, this news timed with the rally. So we don't know And Well, exactly. so, what, so what happened was, right when you would expect Fitbit to kind of stabilize with the rest of the market, they got hit with this, ah, this news, okay. and then I think the stock wound up taking over a 10% drop From the IDC report. Yes. That's kind of depressing. Yeah, and I mean, it's something that I'd be worried about. I'm a big Fitbit bear. I think think they're going to get squeezed at both ends. Um, I think if people want a dedicated device, they're going to go with something cheaper that's available from Xiaomi. They're starting to ship internationally, and I think it's a big worry for Fitbit. Um, Is there a bull case to be made, though, with the... Because what appeals to me about Fitbit is the simplicity. Mm Mm-hmm. I almost feel overwhelmed with an Apple Watch. Yeah, uh, and that's where I worry that a lower price product like can displace okay. them. Uh, you know, so I mean, like Xiaomi is not making very advanced devices. They're making things that are, I mean, like they're known as like kind of an imita- imitator manufacturer, and so they're making things that are very similar, very minimalistic, and yeah. are dedicated tracking devices for fitness. Um, I just think uh, the fitness wearable segment in general reminds me a lot of what we saw with the GPS segment. And yeah. this is something we've talked about in the past a little bit. But I, I just think that you look at what consumers want, and they're okay with having a good enough device right. that has way more functionality than something that's dedicated and has a very limited use case. Well, and I was going to say, um, you know, which of course begs the question, how strong is Fitbit's brand name? Because that's really the only thing that can protect you in the tech world or something. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a, uh, a GPS company that had a better brand name than Garmin. Yeah. I really can't. Like, that was, it's that, them or TomTom, and you know, the yeah. funny TomTom commercial and all that. And but. you see how they got displaced. Yep. Yeah. Sad. Okay. Well, thank you for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure, Have Sean. a good one. You too. And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and Motley Fool may have full more recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. Fool on.